Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, J.C. John Coleman. Yo, what is popping today? That polar bear up on your hoodie. Oh, yeah, I guess it's bear. called a polo bear. Polo, yeah, polo. Polo. Oh, look Get at that right. play on words. What? Now, is that like real polo or is that like you went don't to sam's club and you got stop well, the... kirkland kirkland's please <laughs> i don't shop at sam's but aren't there like two separate polos out there there's like one that's there's like a u.s a... polo association that has like a fake guy playing polo yeah we don't wear those okay we being just myself i can't speak for the other listeners or viewers out there across the world yeah i'm pretty sure you're looking at one who mm-hmm. just yesterday I was rocking my Valentine's Day. I made up holiday, not even a holiday, but whatever. I digress. My Valentine's Day gear, which was basically a gray suit with a pink, tie. pink shirt. Oh. And it had the little guy playing polo on it. What's that one? The cheap one? The knockoff? No Probably. No Probably. No, 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 no. That's a real. You wouldn't wear no fake polo. No, that's a real polo. Was, uh, you had a real polo on. Oh, I did. Yeah, you did. And you're wearing a real polo. Yeah, Authentico. Okay, very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to Tenor Sellers. I told that, you I was yeah, going to do it. Did, you did. I told you I was going to do is. it. Yes, pew, 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 pew. yes. Tenoral Sellers. That was the wine company that John and I were talking about a couple episodes back. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I need to bring some bottles into the office and maybe we can display one. Yes, not crack it open, though. We are not going to crack it open, although it is a nice Merlot if you're into Merlots. Mm. And their wine is really good. It is, like, like really, really good. It makes a great gift. But we're part of their subscription, and we're investors in the company. So as an investor and as, as a person who's, who gets the, the, the monthly mm-hmm. bottles in the mail, and right now my wife's not drinking, and she's more of a wine drinker than I am, mm. then it's like the bottles are just They're stacking up, stacking up, nice. stacking up, nice. stacking up. Yeah, so, uh, but shout out to the crew over at Teneral Cellars. Like, they are wine with a cause, wine with a mission, you know, they stand for women's empowerment. They give 10% of their profits back to charitable organizations that promote um, women in business, that promote women's health. Um, so it's just a, you know, who doesn't like wine? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like a nice wine buzz? And who doesn't like great causes? And I heard you said it tastes pretty damn good. So. And it tastes pretty damn good, too. Yeah, so check them out. Check them out. Um, today's episode, you ready to jump right Damn, into it? You ain't playing no games. Hey, shout out April for giving us the comment on YouTube. I saw it. Thank you. We laughed. Oh, we did laugh, April. Shout out to April. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, I, I commented. Yeah, you yeah, laughed. Yeah, I commented. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 By the way, if you're tuned in right now on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we do thank you. Yep. Thanks. We still want that five-star review. Mm-hmm. But we're on YouTube. Yeah, you can. Like, you can watch us on YouTube. If you're trying to figure out what the hell are they talking about, Tenoral Cellars, what bottle of wine, yeah. uh, duh. Duh. Yeah, go on YouTube. Look at that synergy. And subscribe because mm-hmm. I love see seeing those subscriptions up. go up. Yep. Yes, trying to get to 20K, John. Yeah. We got to get to 20K. And we can get there. People just get their happy asses over there Correct. and subscribe really quickly. So you got no damn Even if they want to listen on Spotify or Apple, Still that's do fine. do the same. Double up. Yep. Uh, but what we love about YouTube, too, is the ability to have like the real time comments, the real time comments and to be able to give a thumbs up or give a comment back. It's, it's yeah. fun. This banter is for you, April. This banter is for you. <laughs> <laughs> this tenoral seller is for, for, is for you, John. I won't. Cra- can I, for, are you serious? Yeah, you can take it home. Yeah, if you'll drink it. I got I have more. I know where this comes from. Hey, 
I know one of the owners of Tenerel Sellers. As long as it's not the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I won't give that one. I, you can't open that I know. One. That's what I just wanted to make sure. it's. The, and what sucks is that wine, it's a white wine, was delicious. Because mm. we got a couple of them. We drank mm -hmm. one and we kept one. Hey, only time. My sister-in-law and her husband, Matt, shout out to Matt. Shout out, Matt. There you go. Another, that's shout, out, another shout out. Two, two, back two, to back. two, two for two. I shouted out Matt last episode, too. He's probably not he going to. He told me. He goes, I'm one of your biggest fans. How come you never give me a shout out? Next time you see me, he's like, I haven't heard you shout out. You haven't even been listening, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but they bought a whole case. Let's of, go. Yeah. I'm of, excited. Of the RBG. Yeah. So you take the home. Enjoy that with your wife. Okay. Um, I'm going to share today some mm -hmm. enjoyment okay. with the audience. Let's go. And it's, I don't know what I was doing. Oh, I do know what I was doing. I was um, worked out this morning with the Center Floor Tri Club. 4 a.m.? Uh, got up at 444. Had, you, to, had to make it to Lake Eola by 5.30, and um, I did, did about an hour and a half what you would call a track workout, a, run, a running workout. And um, so shout out to Hector oh. and the whole entire crew, Laura, Juan, Where'd you, did you, Carlos, Did you get in the lake to Rose. bathe? Where would you go afterwards? To You went home to take no. a shower? I drive to the L.A. Fitness right down okay. the street from I'm the office. Sure. Okay. I roll into the I'm L.A. Like, fitness. I'm like the only guy who rolls in the gym already, already sweaty. sweaty. And then I'm, you're like, no, I just need to use the facilities and I'm here to work out. I, I just need to shave my face, shave my head, take a shower, and take put a on my work clothes and get to the office. Good yeah, because you. John and I work literally less than a mile from an L.A. Fitness. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know what I did yesterday? Burpees? Thinking about you. What's that? I got in the sauna. Oh, okay. I got you. You talk about the sauna and how you love did the you, sauna. Did you like it? Was it a pleasurable I spent experience? Twenty minutes in there. Wow. I don't know what I got out of it. Did you sweat a lot? No, but I came from a workout. That's not no 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 that fault. It doesn't matter. I come from sweaty workouts and I sweat expeditiously more in the sauna. I, I sweat a little bit. No, I'm talking like about after, drenched. No, maybe it wasn't hot enough. I don't know. Which LA Fitness? The one right by the office. Oh yeah, you can. The infrared saunas do not work. You need to have the lava rocks. Facts. That's All why right. it doesn't get hot enough. Wow. You're just spitting knowledge today. I'm, I'm looking not as good as your five facts you're about to drop on us. So. I am. So these are going to be five facts. One of the benefits you have when you're in your mid-40s, you've been around the block once or twice, and um, you've earned or sometimes pushed, in my case, your way into a few executive boardrooms. Right. And you've buddied, buddied up with some, some prominent CEOs and presidents of organizations. Sometimes I had to do that through coaching. Sometimes I did that through donating money mm -hmm. to be a part of a certain event and was at a table. You ask questions, you get to know people, you pick their brains. And what I want to share is just five things. I was thinking about this when I was during my cool down lap of my run. Okay. Knowing that you and I were recording today, mm -hmm. knowing that I'm dressed in my best Tommy Bahama, y'all have you never seen me this, this dressed. Honestly, down. you should you should wear that all the time. It's no. such no, it's Not such a time. more pleasurable experience okay. seeing you casual. I'm dressed down because I'm driving my happy ass seven hours from Orlando, Florida to Destin, Florida. Destin is one of the most gorgeous beaches oh, yeah. you can ever visit because I'm speaking. At a Trustmark event. So shout out to our friends over at Trustmark Bank. Shout out Trustmark. I'm speaking at Trustmark tomorrow, but I have to drive in the car for seven hours and I'm driving to the beach. So when I was getting my clothes out last night, I was like, do I really want to get out the slacks and the button down mm, okay. and the belt and the loafers and all the work attire uniform that I would wear? Uh -huh. Or as my daughter would call it, my costume, <laughs> my work costume. Yeah. 
Because she right. says, Dad, you have costumes for everything. I said, they're yeah, called uniforms. But nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. And I said, nah, man, I'm going to dress like I'm going to Destin. I'm going to dress like I'm getting ready to spend seven hours in the car. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to dress like at 7 p.m. I am going to be at a beach side bar restaurant mm. ordering seafood drinking a beer and looking at the gorgeous white sand and the gorgeous Damn. emerald blue gulf of mexico that's what i'm going to be doing at 7 p.m today right but in the interim before i do it <laughs> i have to do a podcast <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so back on the podcast back at me this morning having this idea that what are five or ten of the best tips or advice given to me by other business leaders, typically CEOs. And I started thinking about, can I come up with five? And I came up with like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And then I took those seven or eight and I whittled them down to the five that I think if I was given the opportunity to present or teach at, I don't know, something like TLOP Live mm-hmm. or an event similar, mm-hmm. could I teach and coach this? Okay. So we're going to start by doing a podcast episode on it. So you're going to title this Five Lessons Learned from CEOs. Five Lessons Learned from CEOs. Five Lessons Learned from CEOs. Yep. Lesson number one, it's not what we do, it's how we do it. So I was sitting in a meeting, this was years ago, we were in Chicago, and we were talking about finding your North Star. Love that word, that buzzword. The North Star, yeah. And, you know, and and by the way, we did some really cool exercises. We, the the company flew in a professor from Pepperdine University Mm -hmm. and we did, it was a two day event. But one of the lessons that I picked up is let's not focus on what we do, let's focus on how we do it. Because how we do it is how we're gonna differentiate ourselves. How we do it is gonna be how we how we gain market share. How we do it is is how we're compared to our competitors. And I was like, yeah. So the rest of my life since that event, I stop and I think it's not what I'm doing right now, it's how, I, it's how I'm doing it. Whether it's running, whether it's biking, whether it's parenting, whether it's cooking, whether it's speaking to a client or a referral source or a potential recruit, right? Because what I do is pretty boring. What do you do? I do mortgages. Okay, that's boring. Mm -hmm. 30 year fixed mortgage, you need my pay stub, you need my- my W2. W2, you need my bank statement. Maybe, maybe not. That gets into the how, right? The what I do is pretty boring, but how I do it, how I do it for our mortgage loan originators, well, Ma'am or sir, you might not know this, there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all mortgage. I am a mortgage advisor. I believe that all mortgages are nothing more than financial instruments that allow someone to purchase real estate. So what I do for my clients is I ask you about your financial needs, wants, and goals. Mm -hmm. And I help tailor make a mortgage or a financial instrument to help you purchase real estate that is specifically geared towards A, helping you qualify, but also making sure you're able to, to meet and match or, or exceed your financial needs, wants, and goals. That's how I do it. Someone may lean into the how with, well, how I do mortgages is I take all of the stress off of your plate. Throughout my years of experience, I have found that it's very stressful for people to find their pay stubs or W-2s and their tax returns or their bank statements. And I utilize technology 
so that all I need you to do is log in one time to the su secret, the super secure secretive portal. <laughs> Give me a couple usernames and passwords. And from there, we can utilize technology, right? It's how you do it, not necessarily what you do. And then you start thinking about that in all other facets of, of life. How do you parent? Like I am a parent is what I do. I'm a parent, but how do you do it? Right? Do you rule with an iron fist? Do you let your children just run amok? Right? Like what is your, your style? Are you their friend or are you the, the authoritative figure? Right? Cause how you parent is going to deem and going to, to best produce what you get out of a child, right? It's how you do it. It's not what, so that was number one, okay. right? Just focus on, it is not necessarily what you do, but how you do it. Make I sense. Like I like that one. Yeah. And, to, and look, look to apply it. Like I know people get tired of me talking about you know, training for triathlons, but like that takes up a lot of hours of my week. So it's very present in my mind. And I could talk about, well, what, what I did yesterday yeah. was I cycled. That's what I did, how I did it was totally incorrect. Coach Hector yelled at me. You got to pull up with the back leg, Dustin. It's pushing. My knees were flared out. So oh. I had to learn how to 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 do the bike stroke Damn. more efficiently. You got a bike coach now? Well, Coach Hector. Damn. Hector Torres is the is the the leader yeah. of the Center Florida Tri Club. Yeah, so like Damn. that's what I'm paying yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. We just did I know, something on, on coach. That's, yeah, yeah. That's yes, the, yeah. So bow-legged Dustin out there riding the tricycle. It's not even bow-legged. It's just my knees flare out, and that's because I'm probably not flexible enough. Because you're also tall, though. I'm also tall. You no, know, but you buy a tall bike and you get the bike fitted for your frame. Yeah, I thought you did all that. I man. did all that, but my my left knee still wants to flare out. Right. So like, <laughs> right, right. You can apply it to everything. Right. From the CEO level all the way down to the to the street salesperson level. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm selling to a client, please do not sell them what you do. You sell them how you do it. If I had a product, don't talk about what the product does. Talk about how the product fills a need, fills a void, solves a problem, cures a pain. Right? It is not what it is how. All right. Number two. Mm -hmm. Now I'm gonna give a shout out to this one. Okay. This dude's name is Andy Peach. And oh, shout out Andy Peach. Yeah, you know, I Andy remember Peach. Andy. Yeah. yeah. Was Andy the CEO when you onboarded? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah. Right? Awesome he was guy. here for a hot minute. Yeah. For a hot minute, but um, you know, Andy's uh, he's a senior level executive in the mm -hmm. mortgage industry and really just a great guy. Yeah. Awesome dude. And um, Andy, we're talking about technology. He's like, Dio, I've learned with technology, I need to be a fast follower. I need to be a fast follower. You and I had that same exact conversation this morning about chat GPT. Yeah, you're all over that. I am all over it, right? But I'm not as far ahead as so many other people, right? Right. I'm not in the development stage. I'm, I wasn't hanging out with Bill Gates and the rest of the crew over at Microsoft. I'm not even in the arena right now yeah, at this point. I, I learned today that if you go to Bing instead of Google, what? Shut How dare you? Get, I'm shutting it down. Watch this. Bing. Get away from I me. I can do a Bing search. And it's already incorporating some of the AI. No way. Yes, Is from ChatGPT. Take over Google. Oh my uh, god. Maybe. No. What? No. This Sell your no. Google stock now. Sell John. it all. Flash sale. Are you? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Bing's the way to go. But no. But when it comes to many things in life, you want to be a fast follower, right? Sometimes that innovator and that leader, mm -hmm. that's the person who takes the biggest L, the biggest loss, right? Because think about how many ideas, how many innovations don't work.
don't pan out. I mean, I look at myself as an angel investor, right? I have had success in my life investing in tech startup companies mm -hmm. as an angel. I'm a part of a group and as a group, we invest three to four times per year in three to four different startup companies. And the rule of thumb in that world is a two in 10. Two in 10, you hit. That means eight and 10, you lose. Not many people can stomach losing eight out of 10 times, Yeah. right? So that's where you, maybe, maybe you don't be an angel investor. That's where you maybe wanna come in on the A series or the B series, right? You're, you're still in there. You're a fast follower, but you're not an angel. Okay, but then you think about on a very small level, your company, your branch is looking to roll out a certain technology. Do you want to be the innovator of that technology? Do you want to be the first to do it? Or could you afford to be a fast follower? Because a fast follower, you eliminate 80% of the risk and you pick up 80% of the upside versus 100% of the risk and 100% of the upside. So Andy Peach taught, and I thoroughly just, bought in hook, line, and sinker in life and in business, especially as it pertains to technology. I want to be a fast follower. Make sense? Absolutely. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Jeff McGinnis because this one came Damn, from Jeff. you're just shouting out all the CEOs. Yes. I guess it makes sense because this is about the stuff you learn from CEOs. So, duh. Duh. <laughs> duh. So, uh, Jeff McGinnis, awesome dude. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Just like Andy Peach is awesome. And McGinnis... We were on a conversation. This happened just like a month ago. And it came up more about, um, I can be a little fiery, John. Mm. I'm competitive. I'm a scrapper. You know, I grew up in a very blue-collar neighborhood, working class, mm -hmm. lower middle class. And uh, back then, we settled things the old-fashioned way. Our fists. We did. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, and uh, Jeff just had a piece of advice for me because um, – there's a competitor that's just like a thorn in your side. Mm -hmm. And you know that that competitor is the land of misfit toys. You know that. Everyone in the industry knows that, right? But it doesn't take away from the fact that they're a thorn in your side. And you know that if you really wanted to, you could just buy them. Like if you wanted to be spiteful, you could straight up buy them and then unwind them and do nothing with it, right? Just, hey, we can do this. We're going to bully you. Or you know that you can do and say a few things and make their world just a little bit more aggravating than it already is. Mm -hmm. And Jeff said this, he goes, Dio, please understand, when you wrestle with pigs, you're gonna get muddy. Yes. He said, think about that. When you wrestle with pigs, you wanna get muddy. Now, that reminded me of my mom and dad telling me you gotta take the high road. Hey, Dustin, hey, son. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to learn to take the high road. Never understood that. I don't understand high roads or low roads. Yeah, I'll just smack you in the face instead. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know what it's like to wrestle. I do know what it's like to get muddy. Mm -hmm. And I have actually. Wrestled the pig? Tried. I, Jesus, I, I, how did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> I just you did that look in your eye. You had that twinkle. And he's like, you know what I've done before? He's <laughs> like, what, do you wrestle the pig? It's like, yes, I have. Yeah, there's more piglets. We we chase <laughs> piglets around as a competition because those things are hard to catch. Oink, oink. They're quick. Oink, oink. Yes. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just good advice. Life advice, but it came from a CEO. It's made it even better. Yeah, so if you're going to wrestle with pigs, you're going to get muddy. Keep that in mind because most pigs aren't worth wrestling. Mm -hmm. They're not. You can lure them in with slop. 
<laughs> and then throw a net over them, and you ain't got to wrestle them. Right. Right? So um, this one, I love, love, love. You've heard me say it multiple episodes. In fact, I want to say it to people daily. Daily. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Like, think about that. Let that sit in. I'm going to start with your health. JC, nothing changes if nothing changes, right? If you don't like how skinny you are, if you don't like how, how thick you are, if you don't like the fact that you get winded walking up and down stairs, mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you, like, nothing changes if nothing changes. Meaning you've got to change something. Something. If you want to see a different result. And I said a different result. I didn't say better result, right? Because you at least got to start making a change. Then you figure out where there's efficiencies. Then you figure out where you can become more effective or you can figure out what works and what doesn't work. Like total sidebar here, a little bit of a rabbit hole. I have the same theory when it comes to decisions. And I don't think this is stoicism, although someone shouted me I out. I didn't that, know what that word was and I didn't look it up. So that, that's how you pronounce it. That, that I went down a rabbit hole on stoicism just a couple episodes mm -hmm. ago. But this particular rabbit hole as it pertains to decision making. I don't understand, A, why everyone thinks that every decision needs to be a quote unquote good decision or the right decision, right? Or I don't understand why we hold others accountable to standards that we ourselves can't even meet as it pertains to decision-making. Decisions are something that need to be made and you need to have the good decisions outweigh the bad decisions and you need to have the right decisions outweigh the wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. But to think that every decision you make is going to be good or right, I think is asinine. No different than I think it's asinine for someone to think that they can change who they are, what they do, what's happening to them without making any changes. I'm making changes. I'm thinking about it, though. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about making the changes, and therefore the changes should happen because I'm thinking about the thought of change. Yeah. I was talking to a client three days ago. It's in the gym which I feel bad for people who are in the gym with me because most times I'm in there about 5.30 or 6.30. I wish my workday was done. Truth be told, y'all, it ain't. My workday is not done. I am that guy. I talk loud to begin with. No, Dustin, you're that guy on like on calls on the machine. My only hope, John, is I see you with those big-ass Bose no. headphones on oh or those Beats headphones. Yes. I'm like, there's no way he can hear me anyhow. But yes, and, and, and I try not to do it, right? Because you're jamming out to whatever creepy jazz music you're listening to. <laughs> JC listened to like jazz music with a techno beat behind it. But um, It's called Soft Lounge. Soft Lounge, there you go. House. Yeah. DJ Skrillex got, got, got together with Louis Armstrong. Yeah, and made a beat. And JC's and jamming like, out. it up, yeah. Uh, but uh, so I was talking to this, to this client, and I literally just wanted to scream because he's like, he's been a client four times over purchases, refinances, okay. et cetera. And it's the same conversation every two to three years. Every two to three years, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. I'm like, man, I had this conversation with you in 2016, had it in 2019, I had it in 2021, now we're in 23. And at the end of the day, my advice hasn't changed because you haven't changed. The same thing I was telling you back in 2016, you still haven't done. Did you say that to him? In no, a nice way. I'm not that guy. I, In a nice man, way, kind of. I, I, I tiptoe. I sometimes tiptoe all the way to the edge. Mm -hmm. I don't jump head first. I'm not that guy. You're not paying me enough money. <laughs> right, right. Right, like if you're a coaching student. Mm -hmm. Oh, best believe. Hey, I, I, yeah, ask them. Ask them. No, I, I, I don't mind 
getting not in your mm-hmm. face, but I don't mind saying things that are pointed or right, curt. Right, right. If if it's going to get a point across, so, because I'm yeah. a firm believer, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm a firm believer that sometimes, like you can't get a point across without creating a scar. I sometimes want to create a scar because you can look at a scar and you remember that's where I got that from. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I have a scar on my right forearm because I told Rich Ferg on nineteen in 1999 you won't. When he held a knife blade to my arm. And before you got out the tee, it was already slashed. And it was slashed. <laughs> yes. Yes. And thank God Jason Green was at the same party. And Jason Green was an EMT. You were. And yeah. he basically, like, dressed the wound mm. th- that night. Then you so I didn't back. have to go to the hospital. Yep. I learned a valuable lesson. Yep. Don't tell Rich Ferg you won't. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lesson learned but um you know for some people they just don't they just don't figure it out why do you think he didn't change because you've said the same thing obviously you know this client you've done work with him you've pulled him so it's not like he's a stranger to you why what would you assess because change is painful because change is uncomfortable because change requires you to do things that you look if you wanted to do it you would have done it before right so change for this person requires working 10 more hours a week that's what it requires if that person work 10 more hours a week, they would make the money that they would need to make to pay the bills they needed to pay and they wouldn't have the issues that they're currently having. When you say that, it seems so like that's like, it? Yep. A barrier to entry. It's, it's a low credit score due to maxed out credit cards. A low credit score prevents that person from being able to borrow at the best terms. So this person's trying to, let's say, buy a new vehicle, but the payment is so high because the credit score is so low. The credit score is so low because the credit cards are so high. Why are the credit cards so high? Well, because you're spending more money than you make. Why are you spending more money than, than you want to make? Why? Because I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. Why are you trying to keep up with the Joneses? Because you don't have the willpower to say no. You have the willpower to say, oh, we can't do that. We can't go away for the weekend. We can't do this, this uh, cheer competition. Oh, no, I can't, can't be truthful with my children and let them know that Mom and dad don't bring home enough money to keep up with the Joneses or mom and dad aren't willing to go into debt as much as the Joneses are willing to go into debt. Mm-hmm. But this person has the ability to work 10 more hours a week and chooses not to. But if they did, they could make the money so they didn't live on credit cards. They could make the money so they could pay down their credit cards. I once gave advice to a client to sell their house. Really? Yes, sell your house. It's off it. Just get it, get it off. Start over. Hit the reset button. They had so much equity in their home, but when you borrow on a cash out refinance, you can only get like eighty percent of the home's worth of the home's value, and they couldn't uh, qualify for a home equity line of credit because their credit score is too low. So I literally said, "Sell your house. If you sell your," and I walked them through the math. Sell your house. Pay this much in commission. Pay this much in real estate fees. Gain all of this equity pay everything off, then have six months reserve, rent for a year while you save up the three or 5% needed for down payment, and then buy. What they were giving up by not, by by owning, yes, you would have given up one year's equity, which on a $400,000 house may very well have been anywhere between 10 and $18,000, depending on the year and the market. But they paid more than that in interest on their credit cards, more than that in interest on their car payments. I showed them how they could literally buy the new vehicle that is needed, not wanted. This was a need for this family. Pay off the credit cards, have six months reserve, start of IRA, 
but it would have taken something drastic such as paying, selling their house mm-hmm. and renting somewhere. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. So I'll hear from them every two or three years. Really? Oh, yes. Yes, every three years. Because nothing changes, John, if nothing changes. Okay. So here's the last one. Okay. The last one, I don't know if it's a D-O-ism. Not uh, stoicism. This may be a D-O-ism. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure, like most of my content, I'm a creative guy, but I'm not that Swipe creative. Swipe and adapt. I'm a smart guy, but I'm not that smart. I mean, I copied a lot of homework. <laughs> I, I did. I'm sure you did. No, I actually, I was the one who, like, p- people, the dumber kids would copy off of, and then, th- thought because they thought I was smart, and then they would get, like, a 75 or a D, and I'm like, don't look at me. I, I thought I did my part. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes, in business, as well as in life, you got to break shit and put it back together. You just do. You just do. Right. Like, and, and maybe this correlates a little bit with the nothing changes if nothing changes, but like, don't be afraid to break shit and put it back together. Whether that's your CRM, whether that's a certain department within your organization, whether that's your current marketing strategy, like you just have to be willing to break it so that you can put it back together. Cause you will learn things when you break it and you'll learn even more when you put it back together. And if you're able to do that periodically, let's say every three years for a decade, imagine in 10 years what your organization looks like versus never doing it at all versus just staying status quo. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say break it, do you mean like just cause ruckus for no reason? Can you like elaborate when you say break? Um, No, I'm thinking more like push the envelope um, or go ahead and I don't want you to create chaos. Okay. Right. Like don't, don't go creating chaos where you get yourself fired and other people fired. <laughs> right. No, what I'm saying is be willing to just demolish it, like take it down, strip it down to uh, its core right. mm-hmm. and then build it back. Because if you don't, like you, you, you can't find any type of like Enough. evolution right. without doing so. Like I look at our business here. We started with one CRM. It was act. And when act wasn't, what we wanted anymore, we got rid of it. And we got a brand new CRM. Damn. And that one was Surefire. And it was better than ACT, but then it wasn't doing all the functionalities we wanted it. So then we went to Jungo. Shout out Jungo. Shout out Jungo. So we went to Jungo. Each one of those was a large project. Like it was ex- expensive. We had to strip it down. We had to rebuild. We had to retrain people. Like it was right. like it wasn't just a flip of a switch. No, it re- had to, we had to reprogram people's thought patterns, mm-hmm. how they started their day, yeah, where where they gotcha. went for their info. We were we were willing to break it right. in order to put it back together better. And you can say that in just about I mean a very small thing. Mm-hmm. Think about how you currently run your business, like whatever your current day looks like. What if you just stripped everything away and started over? Yeah, right. It's like nope, blank sheet. Yeah, blank sheet. You know, now when you rebuild it, you're going to rebuild based on what worked. So you're going to pull some of those foundational aspects and mm-hmm. put it back together. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes you want to break shit and put it back together. In fact, I've been rumored or storied. I was interviewing, um, who's now like our VP of recruiting. There you go. Right. So I was interviewing her and I was probably her third interview. So she was brought in by the CEO, but you know, the way our organization is set up, like our CEO 
gets buy-in from certain people and within the leadership team. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people. And uh, so I had this lady, shout out to Catherine, by the way, Catherine Molden's an amazing person. She's up in Maryland. Um, and she's been with our company now at least over a year, maybe two at this point. So it was two years of having this conversation. Right. I didn't know her. She didn't know me. And I just must have been in one of those moods, in a good mood. Like, And I just say, hey, Catherine, I need you to know this about me. If you and I are going to be cor uh, um, uh, cool. corresponding, cooperating, uh, collectively working together, I need you to know that I'm constantly looking to fuck shit up and put it back together. I didn't even say break. I literally dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> In an interview, and then I hung up the phone like I do most times. So I was like, uh -oh. "All right, let's triage this situation, <laughs> and what could we have done better?" Yeah. But you know, it's really cool. In hindsight, I read the room well because I didn't drop that until I was probably a half an hour into the interview. Mm -hmm. But Catherine said, "I knew this is where I wanted to be if you were someone that I got to collaborate with," because I kept it real. I shot it to her straight. I let her know where I stood. You know, so she's like. I appreciate appreciated that. And I was like, thank God. Cause I thought I was gonna have to yeah, get yeah. one of those phone calls from from like Doug Gordon over at the bank. Sounds saying, like you've gotten one of those before. Dio, did you do it again? I'm like, it depends on what it is this time, Doug. Do you know how many times I got called to the principal's office at EA? No way. How many times? Did you really? That hundred so many violations. For for what typically? Oh uh, egregious behavior. At company events, but like in a good way, like circle of it. Like, well, what's going on over there? Why is everybody circled around that one guy? And you get over there, and it's like, oh, it's Coleman doing his thing. Was well, doing your thing? Like, did you like bust out a Bill Clinton on the Arsenio no, Hall show, and you're just, playing the saxophone? Just, just walking around with bottles of wine at drinking, drinking like, from the bottle. Yeah, drinking from the bottles at like <laughs> fancy events, and like, what are you doing? I'm like being myself. <laughs> yeah, Dio said, "Do you, homie?" Dio said, "Do you, homie?" But yeah, I'm the same way. Okay, well, I would ask you, I'm going to have to have like a little look I give you, like a wink or like going into it. Mm. Or you'd be like, hey, just don't bring me to that event. No, just don't. Uh, no, I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I can assimilate. I can learn how to sway. I can learn how to adapt to my situation. You're no longer in your mid to late 20s. Thank you for aging me. You're now pushing 40. You're right? maturing a little bit. A little bit. You're maturing this a little bit. This shit is, I just want to be a kid forever, man. This responsibility shit is for the birds. Yeah. But I have, you know what I thought about today? I did learn a lot. Yeah. From you and this experience, so I'm grateful. Uh, and we're grateful for you. And honestly, the listeners are grateful for you. Like those that tune in, like we're 300 plus episodes at this point. This is we, like 310. To our hardcore T-loppers, we thank you. That's a lot. 310 episodes? Yes. Don't let that go over your head. Yeah, but but JC literally is gets the proper kudos and accolades because you ask the questions that most people are thinking. Like literally, you're like, yeah, I, I want to know this. I'm I'm eager to learn. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you and I appreciate us being able to do this. Um, Y'all check it out because we're going to have to conclude because John and I have to go have a meeting about TLOP Live Orlando. Oh, yeah, you, that like, thing. We, we, we do. I think we're up to 42 RSVPs already. Seats are going fast, and, ladies and, and gentlemen. It only holds 70 and the event's like two or three weeks away still. Okay. But um, I had a great conversation with my with with our friend Ben up in um, in Boston. Shout out Ben! And it was really cool because I was able to put some numbers together. Mm -hmm. If anybody wanted to do a TLOP event live, mm -hmm. a TLOP live event in their market, mm -hmm. it cost about five or six grand to put the event together. Now, who pays for that doesn't matter to me, John, the TLOP faculty, mm -mm. or anyone else that that, that comes in, but. There needs to be sponsors, typically mortgage companies, title companies, mortgage insurance companies, um, homeowners insurance companies, like 
those are the types of companies that would sponsor us. Maybe like a company like uh, Sales Boomerang or Mortgage Coach or Jungo, like, mm-hmm. you know, people who support the mortgage industry. But it, it only costs like five or six grand because we're not charging you for our time. Mm-mm. But we do need flights. We do need hotels. Yeah, I ain't driving right? And then you're going to need to find a venue. You're going to need to find some kind of a caterer or food provider. Someone got to Because eat. in order to do a proper half-day event, typically you start in the morning. So you have coffee and mm-hmm. you have juice and you have danishes and donuts and fruit out. And then you just got to get us to your city. You got to put us up in a hotel room and then we'll come in and we'll bring the noise. We'll bring the content. We'll mm-hmm. bring the speakers. We'll bring ourselves. And if you get really lucky, Uh-oh. we may be able to fly in the night before, maybe do a dinner, maybe hang out because we got to eat. Yep. Right. Fancy like, shit like, only. Yep. We got to eat. Uh, or maybe we can hang out afterwards, depending on flights, travel mm-hmm. schedules and, and, and hotel arrangements. Maybe the events from 8.30 to 12.30, but we can go do something private yeah. or we can just go hang out love in the afternoon because maybe we don't fly out to the next morning. Mm-hmm. So we're getting lots of inquiries. We just started this, right? TLOP Tampa was last month. That's crazy. Orlando is this month. Yeah. Well, technically, Tampa was on January 31st. Orlando is on March 2nd. Yeah, we'll give February is a short year. Yep. I mean, short month. <laughs> it's a short year too, John. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll hit up West Palm. But, like, if people are interested, yeah. like, I ran the math. That's what it costs. That's what it costs. And you don't pay it to us directly. You just got to be able to arrange for those things. Yeah. But anyhow, we appreciate you. Check out the website. All upcoming events are on the website, mm-hmm. tloponline.com or theloanofficerpodcast.com. 2.0 is dropping soon, so be on the lookout for that. 2.0 is dropping soon. I tried to ask JC about it yesterday. He basically told me to shut the <laughs> F up, and he's working on it. So I'm going to trust him that 2.0 is being worked on, yeah. but then V3, V4, V4 V5, V5 are going to be right behind it. But check out the website, not just for the content, but also to see where we're going to be next. Because we, in order to make it better, Dustin, what did we learn today? We have to break it down to build it back better. We do. Yeah, we got to break some shit and put it back together. I'll be listening. All right. Hey, he's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today, but we will catch you in the next episode. Peace. Bye.